Hello, and welcome to the Book Marketing Simplified Podcast. I'm Jen Hansen DePaula. I'm Marcus DePaula. And today we get to talk about something that you've probably heard us mention before, but we really feel is an essential part of any author, any creative, any business's marketing platform, and that is newsletters. It's not a sexy topic, but boy, is it important. Super important. Very important. And we've wanted to talk about this for a while now. Yes. <laughs> so where do we start? Well, the first thing that authors really need to do is to figure out what their funnel is. And this means how are you going to connect with people? How are you going to drive them to your website and to your newsletter sign up and get them to sign up? The first step is really which social media outlet are you focusing on? Is it Instagram? Is it TikTok? Is it Twitter, Facebook, whatever, figuring out how you are connecting with them and always having a call to action to drive them to click a link or to visit your website. So you have to know how you're going to direct them to where you want them to go because you have to be intentional. You can't just assume, oh, they're going to land on my link and sign up. So knowing how you're going to connect with people, how you're going to drive them to your website and how you're going to retain them to get them to sign up for your newsletter. The mistake I see a lot of creators make is that they look at their social media accounts as the destination. Yes. The website is where you want to send people to, but the ultimate intention in your posts is to make the initial connection on social media where people are hanging out, get them to travel to your website to learn more about what you have to offer, and then give them something to sign up for, Yes, which is the newsletter. So that takes us to the next. Yes, and the next step is to have an incentive. Now, I know that the knee-jerk reaction for an incentive is usually the first two chapters of a book, right? which is fine. But many times, two chapters isn't enough. Right. And in many books that many of us have read and many of us have written, it takes more than two chapters to really rev someone up to get to where they're really excited. So I always say, if you are going to give sample chapters, give them multiple chapters to end on some cliffhanger or something that is really enticing that makes them go, oh, I need to know more or, oh, what happens? There are other options to use for incentives. So the first one, if you're a fiction writer, if you have a novella, something short, like a short story, something that can give people a sampling of your writing. Maybe it's a dossier of your characters. Maybe it's a prequel that sets up your book. There are so many different options. And I actually have a link in the show notes for 25 incentives for fiction writers that they can tap into. Because for fiction writers, it's a little more difficult. So there are some ideas for you there. And if you don't already have those things created... Take a look at your writing resources that you use to brainstorm your book and see if you can just quickly convert those into a consumable piece that somebody can download and enjoy. Yes, because you want to spark their interest. It's something that your ideal reader is interested in, but it also gives them a sampling of what they can expect from your books, especially if you're a fiction writer. And for nonfiction, it is taking 
maybe one problem or one question that you can give your readers a quick fix on. Mm. You don't need to solve all their problems. And I know many people send these massive free eBooks as a free download, but many times I've found that they aren't completely consumed because there is so much information in there. You want something just really quick, like a one-page download where you can answer a specific question or a problem that gives them a result that makes them think, oh man, what will the rest of their book be like? So it sparks that interest. So it can be a checklist. It can be a Q&A. It can be multiple different things. And it's something that will lead them to want to purchase your book, but it makes them actually want to sign up for your newsletter. Because if you just say sign up for my newsletter, no one's going to do that. Right. So nonfiction authors have the opportunity to set up their topic that they're going to be helping people with without giving the whole thing away and giving a small piece of value that's easy for someone to say, yes, I am willing to give you my email address in exchange for this information that's going to help me solve my problem. Yes, exactly. All right, so once we have our funnel laid out and we have the incentive on our website that gets people to sign up for our email list, what is the next piece? The next step is to get a newsletter management system in place. You cannot just blind carbon copy people on your email. Much less just email 100 people exactly. <laughs> with everybody's email address. You will be field. marked as spam and it's not good. We highly recommend a system called MailerLite. It is very easy to use. It is very efficient and it's something that will help you to schedule and manage your newsletter lists and your newsletter content. So it's going to help you save time, Mm -hmm. save your sanity, and to save you from being marked a spam. Right. And that's a super, super important thing because you want this newsletter that you work so hard on getting people to sign up for and then creating to send content out to actually end up in their inbox. And if you get marked as spam, you're going to end up in their junk folder. They're going to miss your newsletter. What's the point of doing all that work? But in addition to that, one other technical thing I want to talk about that is great for these services is they give you the easiest way to actually collect these email addresses. Yes. Because obviously you could just slap a Google form on your website and have a bunch of email addresses and spreadsheet, but then what do you do with them? You embed this code on your website and it automatically puts their information directly into the marketing platform that you're going to send from. So all you have to do is just check a box when you're ready to send. Yes. And it gives your subscribers an easy way to unsubscribe. Right. If you just have a newsletter list that's in an Excel form and you have to go in and unsubscribe them and then reply to them saying that they are unsubscribed, it's just a big fat mess. And there are a lot of legalities that are popping up, especially over in Europe and in other countries where you want to make sure that you're complying with those rules and regulations and having a newsletter subscription service like MailerLite or there's ConvertKit, there's a bunch of different kinds. But if you're just getting started off, I would recommend MailerLite. But these organizations will help you stay compliant with those rules and they will cover your butt. Besides the legality aspect, you also just want to make sure that you're being respectful of these people you're trying to make a human connection with. Exactly. 
We favor services like MailerLite because they do offer you a free service up until you get a thousand followers, which is really great. And then their subscription service, like once you hit a thousand, is very affordable. Starts at $15 a month. Yes. They're definitely one of the most affordable and easiest to use platforms. I have tried a lot of them. Yes. We actually switched from MailChimp. Right. And we are not being paid or sponsored by MailerLite in any way. We just want you to have the best information possible. And this is what we recommend. Okay, so we've talked about all of the mechanics of getting set up to be able to drive people to our website, catch their email address, and then send emails out. What else do authors need to know about setting up and maintaining a newsletter? The last bit that I want to talk about is being consistent. This is going to be key. I talked to so many authors who say that they just send out a newsletter when they are ready to sell a book. Right. And that is not a way to use your newsletter list. You need to be consistent. And consistent doesn't mean emailing them all the time. If you are just getting started and if this is something new, start off with once a month sending them an email. It doesn't have to be a magnum opus. It is not something that needs to be very long. In fact, the shorter, the better. There's another link that we'll have in the show notes that gives you a good blueprint to use, like what to include in your newsletter. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every week. If you have a consistent blog or a consistent podcast, or if you're creating videos, you can use that content as your newsletter to drive people to read your blog post or to listen to your podcast. You want to look at your schedule and say, okay, realistically, how many newsletters could I send out a month? Right. We ultimately send out a newsletter every week because we want to stay at the front of mind of our clients and our customers. If you're a nonfiction writer, sending out a weekly newsletter is very important. And if you write fiction, Even writing once or twice a month is going to make a huge difference. Staying consistent, staying at the front of your audience's mind is key to your newsletter success. And I can already hear all the authors out there listening to this going, "Uh, one more thing that I have to do. I don't have time for this. We hear this all the time. Every single client Mm -hmm. that we've worked with complains about the work of maintaining a newsletter. Yes, it is work. However, if you do, like Jen said, you repurpose other content. Also, for me, I use it as another part of my creative writing process. Mm -hmm. You're a writer. You have to write a newsletter. This should be part of your weekly routine of just writing things to communicate with people. And again, it does not have to be long right. at all. It can be it, just a paragraph. Yes. And another pushback that we get a lot is, well, I don't subscribe to newsletters. I don't like newsletters. One of the biggest dangers that you can do as an author is to use your consumption or consumer habits as your readers. Right. They are not the same as you are. They're are so many readers out there who cannot wait to hear from you. And so don't assume that just because you don't sign up for newsletters or that you feel like your readers don't even want to hear from you because they do, Mm -hmm. do not put how you consume things on your readers because that is actually 
not true. They want to hear from you. Right. And something we probably should have touched on at the beginning, but I think it's a good note to end on. Why do we need these newsletters? The reason is you want to own that connection Mm -hmm. with your followers. If you're just relying on the Facebook connection, on the Instagram connection, on the Twitter connection, on the Pinterest connection, those connections are controlled and owned by those social media platforms. If your account gets blocked or shut down or hacked, or if the service goes away like MySpace, Mm -hmm. what happens to all your connections? They disappear. So the email list is not just a way for you to have ownership of the way you communicate with your followers. It's also what I see as the highest level of connection because that follower has given you some of their personal information saying that they trust you and they are ready for a deeper connection with you. Yes. I always say that a newsletter is one step closer to a sale. These people want to hear from you. They signed up. And if they don't want to hear from you anymore, they'll unsubscribe. And that's fine. And that's fine. Yeah. And if you do see unsubscribes happen, everyone has them. And it's okay because you're filtering out those true fans from mere onlookers. You're making room for the people that are actually passionate about what you're doing. Exactly. And you don't want to be paying for a service. Right. When people aren't actually involved. So you want to have the cream of the crop in your newsletter list. Because once you get past a thousand subscribers, the more subscribers you have, the more money you pay per month for these services. Exactly. So those are the four main steps that you need to take to set up your newsletter list. And again, we have several links in our show notes that will give you more information and frameworks for what you need to actually send out your newsletter. So get that funnel set up. Make those incentives for people to want to sign up. Get your MailerLite account set up Mm -hmm. or whatever other service you choose. And then be consistent about making those connections with your followers via email. Exactly. So thank you so much for listening. If you want to leave us a review on your podcast listening place of choice, that would be great. We really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next time.